Hi, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Draft Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. And you are listening to Fabiano Nyonghuru, currently ministering uh, in the Seventh Adventist churches here in South Australia, both at Meros Park, as well as Sinai, which is up in the northern suburbs of Adelaide. Welcome. This is Faith FM in the studios here in South Australia. And wherever you're listening from, we are glad that you have tuned in. And for the next hour, we'll be happy to uh, uh, to hear from you if uh, you happen to be at home uh, or if you happen to be able to text us, we would like to interact. Now, the theme for this week has been radical teaching in the parables of Christ. But the topic for today is a uh, the following parable of hidden treasure and the pearl of the great price and we'll be uh, answering questions uh, on that uh, topic and so dear friend i'd like to uh once again ask um you know if you are listening to faith fm for the first time uh, that you actually get the uh, faith fm app because it will allow you to be able to listen to the radio unhindered uh, should you get anywhere where uh, uh we don't have good coverage well so long as you have data on your mobile phone you'll be able to uh, continue listening to faith fm and if you'd like to also uh, listen to other programs as well as our previous presentations you can actually go to uh www.faithfm.com.au and so that is where you can find uh, a lot of our programs including our previous uh, program uh, presentations as well let me invite our co-host for today uh, pastor Hugh Hinnan welcome hey welcome to you too it's great to be with you here Fabiano it's yes. uh, always great to, to be in the studio here at Faith FM with our listeners wonderful wonderful and uh, what's been happening with you Pastor Hugh lately oh lately wow where to begin <laughs> <laughs> so, so much has been happening and uh, right. uh, one of the big things for us is actually uh-huh. that we're on the move you wonderful know, you know, God's okay. kingdom is always on the move yes, but we are yes. literally yes. Uh, moving house and so we are, <laughs> we, we are I, know right. you, I know you did this a little while ago you were planning right. to and now it's my year. turn I think it's uh, tag you're it <laughs> <laughs> That's um, <it. laughs> but we're just moving a couple of suburbs over and uh, right, and making right. that move. And you know yes. how it is. The kids are very excited. Oh, wonderful! Um, but uh, hey, that's uh, that's what's happening in the Heenan universe at the moment. Right? Yeah. No, that's yeah. that's uh, that's quite amazing. And um, yeah, wherever you're listening from, um, you 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 are aware of some of the trends in the world today. Uh, the world is uncertain. Um, or should I say the future is uncertain for some or at least they think the future is uncertain um, there is a lot of questions about uh, what's happening around the world and friends um, there is uh, uh, an alarming uh, view of the world today but uh, even, in Christ- even in Christendom there are questions there are certain things that we are looking at and we are wondering hey what's happening and for example here uh, the Wall Street Journal uh, published an article uh, titled "False Hope on the Future of American Religion," and that's a question uh, that uh, that is posed there. Published on the seventh of August this year, uh, and uh, I'll read just a few lines here. It says, "Religion is normally thought to invoke belief and practice." Uh, regarding the le- the latter, uh, Brian Johnson and Jeff Levin suggest reason for optimism in the U.S. Uh, and and uh, in bracket, religion is dying. Don't believe it. House of Worship, July twenty nine. Now, relevant data 
uh, in a key study, they cite uh, the general social survey present a more complex picture. Uh, it has found that across the past half century, the proportion of people that never attend religious services increased from 10% to 30%. In a question about the strength of religious affiliation, those who report having no religion increased from 8% to 23% during that time. Now, those who say they don't believe in, a, in God increased from about 2% uh, in the late 1980s to 8% now. Those who claim strong and certain belief declined from 63% to 50% during the same period. And we can continue. Um, but let me just say this. Uh, Pew's religious landscape survey shows a similar increase in dis- um, disbelief for 2007 and 2014 and declined among those uh, reporting certain belief. Now, when I look at this article, Pastor Hugh, it reminds me of uh, what we saw in the uh, just recently in Australia uh, mm. in the ABS uh, uh, report, which also uh, highlighted this point that hey, it seems like there's a trend uh, now where uh, where more people are taking the no religion box, and uh, interestingly that was uh, that made headlines and uh, it was reported on uh, a number of times on different news network now. That is certaining uh, for us uh, uh, who uh, Christians, because we're wondering what's happening in the world. Um, we believe that um, uh, we have the good news of salvation, and Jesus saves. Uh, in fact, there's a hymn that says Jesus saves, and we believe that wholeheartedly. But at the same time, though this may be sad, um, we're not totally surprised, because um, Scripture the word of God actually foretells of a time like this. And so uh, looking at that, yeah, it's saddening on one hand, but at the same time we're saying, hey, uh, isn't this indicative of the times that uh, Scripture talk about? And so my question is, what are people uh, running into? What is it that is maybe, um, uh, let's say, uh, taking them away from uh, religion, if they were people of religion before. Uh, what is this thing maybe that is, I don't know, so attractive that they're running after late? So those are some of the questions, obviously, that I'll be asking myself. But mm. as you think about this uh, this article, um, and I'm sure you would have heard what um, the recent census data revealed as well here in Australia, mm. uh, what are some of the thoughts, uh, uh, Pastor, as you think about where the world is heading, uh, and does the Bible has anything to say regarding this? Yeah, I think, uh, Fabian, that's a really important question uh, because it's really got your finger on the pulse there as to where society is at at the moment right. uh, and uh, the kind of conclusions people are coming to with yes. regards to their religious affiliation. I, I really think this has been something that's been in the makings for quite some time. I think if you go right. back a number of decades, yes. you will have seen a decline over time in terms of people... Um, uh, no longer self-identifying according to religious affiliation labels, yes, and, uh, and 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 doing so for a variety of reasons. And perhaps one of the biggest reasons I would have to I would hazard to suggest is yes. because there's over a long period of time been an intergenerational uh, uh, fidelity or intergenerational uh, loyalty right. uh, with regards to faith. My mother was uh, a Catholic. I'm a Catholic. My father was uh, a Muslim. I'm a Muslim and, right. and so on. You know, yes. So people tend to say, well, I'll adopt what was before me. 
okay. without necessarily thinking through, you know, why it was that they came to uh, that conclusion or, or why it is that they are who they are. Right. I think we're living in a time and an age today where, yes, there's a lot of negatives that surround uh, questioning and doubt as to self-identity, uh-huh. but there's a lot of positives that surround it as well because Wonderful. it means that people are thinking right. and they're considering, well, who am I? Uh, where did I come from? Okay. Uh, where am I headed? Yes. Uh, what is most important to me? And who am I most important to? Right. And okay. and uh, and those are the really big questions in life. Uh-huh. Every single one of us wants to be fully known and fully loved. Yes. And it's hard to get those two in combination quite That's often. Right. Um, but the great thing is that God fully knows us and he fully loves us. And he Wonderful. wants to spend eternity with us. Um, people will let you down. Institutions and organizations will fail you. Uh, we may fail them. Yes. Uh, and so there's there's all sorts of reasons why people uh, make the decisions that they do about self-identification. Uh, but as a pastor over the last couple of decades, one right. thing I've noticed is that there's a greater openness to exploration. Wonderful. And that the people that I might have uh, mixed with in the past who said, look, no, no, you, you're a, a certain uh, denomination <laughs> within uh, Christianity. You're All an right. Adventist. I'm an Anglican. Uh, ne'er the twain shall meet. Okay. Uh, I'm not striking that so much these days. What right. I'm striking the last couple of decades increasingly are, are people who are saying, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more. Or uh, at the very least, they want to tell you right. why it is that they're on a different journey or, or, or uh, uh, how that they're open yes. uh, to, to new ideas. So there's, there's a greater openness than what there was previously. Right. But you did allude to something a little while ago in terms okay. of prophecy. Jesus did prophesy yes. that there would come a time where uh, when we face staunch resistance, when society is no longer so supportive of right. our uh, uh, of our um, uh uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, our moral, okay. uh, our yep. moral standards or values, uh, <clears throat> or uh, our virtues, uh, and uh, uh, and uh, our conscientious stands on things, <clears throat> or, or for that matter, our, our our faith. When society stands against, or, or increasingly makes it difficult or uncomfortable for a person of faith in the public uh, sphere, uh, when that time of resistance comes, Jesus said in Matthew 24 that. Uh, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most shall grow cold. And so, in other words, yes. this is Matthew twenty-four verse uh, twelve. In other words, as a as alternate lifestyles uh, that are antithetical to faith right. uh, arise, as people become uh, not just blasé but actually quite antagonistic towards faith, uh-huh. or can increasingly do so, then uh, by direct measure, the love of those who are, have been in love with God, uh, may begin, in fact, Jesus says, will grow cold. And so right. it's interesting that we do see a proportionate change. We see that the similar number of those or percentage of those who are no longer labeling themselves as Christian or person of faith right. um, is proportionate to those who um, <clears throat> have... Um, uh, who are identifying themselves as of no religion. And that's really interesting. Okay. But I, I would want to just add yes. that to say that you're not of a certain religion does not mean that a person is necessarily uh, someone who is a spiritual or not a spiritual being. We're all spiritual beings. We all have a spiritual part to who we are. Right. And... Uh, and so there are those who may say, I'm, I don't belong to a certain denomination or a certain uh, major religion uh, in an organizational sense, but 
I want to follow Jesus, right. or I want to follow God. Right. And I think that that's a very important distinction to make uh, in the mix as well. But get this, uh-huh. good news, um, the very next two verses, Jesus says, but the one who stands firm to the end yes. will be saved. Wonderful. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. There's no maybe, there's no if, there's no perhaps, it's all shall, will. Right. Uh, this will come to pass, uh, that the good news of Jesus will go to the whole world and then the end shall come. And, of course, those who stand firm in the relationship with Jesus as a child of God and say, yes, I belong to I belong to God through Jesus Christ, the same shall be saved. That's, that's quite amazing. Obviously, those who will make uh, that decision will be also a people who have tested and seen that the Lord is good and mm. that uh, this is uh, uh, a treasure uh, worth uh, dying for. And uh, that uh, alludes us, I guess, to what we'll be discussing today. Uh, and uh, that is beautiful and it's very encouraging to see that, hey, actually, uh, yes, people may be taking those boxes, uh, but it does not mean that they are um, not spiritual. Um in, indeed and, and yeah. can maybe just can I throw a little Molotov okay. cocktail into the mix there <laughs> socially speaking okay. um, just to be a little bit controversial I don't think it's overly uh, and that is to say that uh, let's just remind ourselves I came across here from New Zealand on a, on a holiday not too okay. long ago uh, about because uh, I've been living over there for quite some years and, and I was uh, um, this would have been about oh, nearly a decade ago okay. and the census at the time uh-huh. um, there were billboards everywhere saying uh, if you don't go to church uh, regularly, <laughs> if you don't go to church, um, don't tick the box. You know, um, Christian, tick the box. Really? No religion. So the big billboards uh, all over my hometown, and I thought to myself, this is interesting. So let's just flip this on the head for a little bit. Mm. If that's been the case now, where there's been a concerted campaign and right. uh, lobby and uh, advertising um, uh, crusade, you could say, of <laughs> for those who wish for us to say we're we're a nun, we're a, a none, uh, yeah. no religion, uh, for the last decade or more. Imagine if that was the other way around. Imagine if uh, the mm. Christian churches or various different uh, uh, groups of faith groups uh, were leading a campaign to say, hey, look, you know, be proud of who you are as a person yeah. of faith, yeah. and have been doing that considerably for the same period of time. I wonder what the stats may show. Just an interesting that'd be, that'd question to throw into the mix. <laughs> that would yeah. be quite interesting. Yes. So, dear friends, once again, you might be interested in uh, commenting, uh, raising a question, or even asking for a prayer. And uh, we're here to actually engage, discuss, and uh, interact with you. Uh, yes, we always have a, um, a program, uh, a topic of which we're discussing, but Actually, what's more important is actually hearing from you uh, as we share and discuss. So that way we can actually journey together. Uh, if you're interested, and we would love to, uh, the number that you need to have by your side in order to reach out to us, it is, it is the number 04-888-80811. That is the number 04888 Eight oh eight eleven. Let us begin with a word of prayer. And uh, if you don't mind, Pastor Hugh, I would like to ask that you open with a short word of prayer. Sure thing. And then we'll get into uh, today's uh, program. Thank you, Pastor. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you so much that uh, you've given us this opportunity this evening or today to just take some time out and to tune in to you. Yes, on our radios, but uh, we pray personally that we will be tuning in to hear timeless wisdom uh, that is not just for the the date on the calendar on the wall, uh, that is not just uh, for our grandparents uh, or 
for uh, somebody else, but that is very much personally and intimately for us, a conversation between earth and heaven, between uh, God and his beloved children. We want to thank you, Father, that uh, we are the ones you love. We are the ones that that you uh, have put everything on the line for, that you created and that you have saved. And we pray that as we uh, look at uh, the topic we're about to tonight, about uh, where our treasure is, that uh, you'll help us. Uh, And by the way, um, not uh, our fiscal treasure, but uh, our life treasure. We pray, Father, that uh, as we consider this, that you will help us uh, to uh, invest uh, in the kingdom of heaven. And so, Father, thank you for hearing our prayer and bless our listeners, we pray, as uh, we continue this topic today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, dear listener, I have a free giveaway today, um, one that you must have, and but I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, nor am I going to give you the code yet, <laughs> because um, I would like you to uh, stick around and journey with us, and then later on, I will let you know what that is. And so, once again... What a tease you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm interested in people journey with us, so Good I don't man. want them to just get the free giveaway, and, the, and they go, they're, they're gone. <laughs> so, if you would like to get that free giveaway, hey, do stick around with us. And uh, the number that you need at that time is 04888. 8811. So let us come to it. Just a short break. Introduce our program with a song. And this is a song uh, by um, uh, Matt Mel, Matt Meher, I believe that's how it's pronounced, and Carrie Job. So we'll come to that song shortly. And then after that, we'll pretty much jump into today's uh, topic. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
a beautiful song. What a beautiful song. The treasure, the treasure. And obviously we'll be talking about that today. Welcome back, dear friend. You are listening to Faith FM. This is the Draft Time Big Q&A with uh, Pastor Fabiano and Pastor Hugh here in the studios. Uh, just chatting away about um, par- uh, the parable of the hidden treasure and the pearl of great price. This is under the theme, Radical Teaching in the Parables of Christ. And uh, we've been discussing this throughout the week. In fact, you can find more on our Faith FM website. Now, let me pose a question to uh, Pastor Hugh. People invest in all sorts of investments, but what does the Bible say is the ultimate investment? Mm, mm, that's a really good question. Uh, it, it's really central to everything we're going to be talking about today. And uh, when I think about that, um, you know, it's sometimes said that the safest way <clears throat> you know, to double your money is to fold it over right. in half and put it in your pocket. Um, <laughs> okay. Or, you know... Uh, um, but when it comes to investments, uh-huh. um, look, uh, and the greatest investment of all is one that Jesus spoke about. And he speaks about this in Matthew chapter 13. <clears throat> and uh, this is actually, as you just mentioned, the parable of the hidden treasure. And we'll also take some time to look at the uh, the parable that follows immediately after that, the parable right. of the pearl. Right. Um, but uh yeah, Matthew chapter 13 and verse 44 says, uh, Jesus says, the uh-huh. kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again and then in his joy went and sold all that he had and bought that field. Right. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so, you know, Groucho Marx had something interesting to say years ago when it comes to investments. He said, if you lend someone $20 uh-huh. and you never see that person again, it was probably worth it. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> you will never see. It's kind of intuitive, though. <laughs> yeah. In a sense, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and and uh, I guess uh, when we think about this this parable here, where Jesus is talking about uh, uh, an investment, it's not the kind of investment that normally comes to mind. Mm. Here's a man. He's out in the field. He he's oh, maybe he's out there digging. He's maybe a a farm laborer of some kind. It's clearly not his field because it yeah. doesn't own. He it doesn't belong to him. He right. has to go away and buy it later. And as he's digging away, perhaps he goes. Here's this clink, hmm. clink. So, oh, what's this? You know. And he, he digs a little bit underneath and uncovers something that he never thought he'd ever see. You know, right. something that was worth a lot. It was a great treasure that was hidden. In a field, and you might think to yourself, "Well, hang on a moment. Who, in their right mind, would hide treasure in a field?" I mean, <laughs> I've heard about putting your money in the bank, um, um, but of course, the problem with putting your money in the bank is that uh, uh, it's a place that will lend you money if you can prove that you don't need it. Um, and and likewise, um, if you put money in the bank, well. Um, hopefully it's going to, going to have an investment, it's going to have, uh, interest accrue on it. Um, but back in those times, that wasn't a common Thing. approach. That's right. You know, back in those days, uh, in order to keep your treasure, um, safe and protected, uh, especially if there was a change in, uh, the rulership of the area back in ancient times, and maybe there was an invasion, uh, happening and, and, uh, Let's face it, uh, there were parts of the ancient world in which Jesus was that were prone to that. Yeah. And uh, and so you wanted to keep that treasure safe. That's and right. uh, so where do you put it? Well, um, you could put it under your pillow, but uh, it might be found quite easily. That's right. And so they would hide it in a, in the ground That's <clears> because right. the ground was probably the safest, easiest place to, to put it. You still find uh, people doing that uh, to this very day. They'll, really? they'll hide things in their backyard. I mean, there's a celebrated case going on here in Australia at the moment. Uh, we're waiting on the verdict uh, where the um, 
the defendant buried a whole lot of uh, a different kind of treasure uh, wow. with regards to USBs um, <laughs> in the backyard. Interesting. Uh, and uh, and uh, eventually it was uh, uncovered. So it, it's interesting that uh, this is still a method that's used to this day. But this yeah. guy, he finds it in the field and he has a, a really interesting reaction. He hides it again. He doesn't take it. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So this guy is not a thief. He's right. an honest person. <laughs> you know, he wants to come across his treasure in an honest way. That's right. Um, but it's a serendipitous way. You know, it's, it's, it's almost, it's seemingly uh, almost by accident. Mm. Uh, but as we work our way through this parable, I think we'll begin to see that it's actually by providence. That's right. Uh, and so he, he hides it again. And then in his joy, I mean, remember, he hasn't got it yet. Yes. He's just hidden it back where, it, where he found it. Yes. In his joy, he goes and he sells everything that he has and buys that field. Mm. What? <laughs> Can you imagine the conversation when he got home that night? Like, what he, are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you go home to your wife or to your spouse and you say, um, honey, um, get everything together because everything that we have, we're going to sell and we're going to buy it. You know that field uh, of uh, Jeremiah over the road there? You know, We're going to buy that field. And she would have looked at him and said, what? Are you out of your mind? You're going <laughs> to sell right. everything that we've sell it all, sell it all up. Yeah. Everything we've worked and scraped and and saved hard for all our lives. I mean, you've been doing this by the sweat of your brow all these years. That's right. And you're going to sell it all up for that field? Mm. You've got to be kidding me. That's right. And 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 so what does he do? What, I mean, yeah. what what would a, a spouse do in that situation? I wonder. Let me ask you. Fabio, <laughs> what, what, right. How would you respond to your wife? How would you explain yourself? Well. <laughs> <laughs> With all honesty, it's a difficult one. But obviously, other just hey saying that I found this treasure, but still, um, I can imagine what the first initial thoughts would be. Like, yes, definitely, some some is wrong with you, <laughs> you know. And obviously, uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't go directly to the actual like the the aha moment, like this, this is what I found. But obviously, I can imagine myself, you know, saying, you know, the area is going to bring interest, you know, it's good location, <laughs> yeah, all of that. But obviously, in most cases, that will mind up to nothing anyways, especially if you're saying that you're going to sell everything. Well, yeah, <laughs> still, yeah. Yeah, that, how does this even add up? That's right. And so, uh, I don't know, but uh, because it's a treasure hidden in a field and it's exposed, mm. really, isn't it? I mean, yeah. someone else could come along and they could they could get it in the meantime if they catch wind of this. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, Fabiano, if, if he actually kept it to himself. So imagine having to explain to your spouse yeah. and your loved ones, you're going to sell up everything that you own and possess, but you can't tell them why. Oh, hey, yes, because before you know it, the word gets out, yeah. and before you make the payment, <laughs> maybe your child has gone and told friends, and yes. the word has spread, and... Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, you know how these things tend to go. Yeah, That's right. if you just want to know what happens in a household, just ask the kid. Yeah, right. And and, and so uh, and so likewise here. So this this guy he has to try and explain to his his dear beloved um, as to well, <clears throat> hey, look, you just got to trust me in this. You know, I, I know what I'm doing. Yes. You know, believe me, uh, trust me. We're gonna buy that field. Mm. Um, and uh, and so he goes away. <clears throat> he sells up everything and he buys it. Now they've got nothing to their name. And all they have now is a field. Mm. Can you imagine the ridicule that that guy must have come under initially, at least, yes. from maybe even his own family, but certainly from the neighboring uh, community? That's right. What are you doing, man? That's right. <laughs> you were selling up everything for the sake of uh, a bit of dirt. <laughs> Really now? Yeah. You'd be better off working in that field yeah. than buying yeah. that field. Yeah. 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 Uh, because right. you've given up everything for it. Uh, so, so, you know, what, what are we to make of this? Um, well, you know what? 
um, I think what what uh, Jesus is trying to tell us here is that this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. Is like. Yeah, that's right. You know, when you find the kingdom of heaven, and and if you find it, even if it were seemingly by accident or serendipitously, uh, and you stub your toe on it, uh, <laughs> or clink your spade into it, uh, but if whenever you find the kingdom of heaven, it is worth everything that you could possibly invest into it. Yes. Uh, it is a wise investment when right. you invest right. in the kingdom of heaven because when the treasure of the kingdom of heaven is found, it's worth more than whatever you could invest in finding it. Hmm. That's interesting, eh? While well, we're still there, I might be wondering, those who are listening online, uh, do you mind just letting us know where you're listening from and what are your thoughts on uh, what Pastor Hugh is sharing? Yes, continue, mm-hmm. Pastor. And maybe while, while you're sharing, also let me kind of uh, maybe uh, uh, complicate the matter a little bit more. Oh, please do. Uh, <laughs> okay, because I know that for those who have discovered the kingdom of heaven, yes. for them it means everything. Mm. But also, maybe you could talk a little bit uh, uh, um, uh, along these lines as well, to those who have supposedly found it, but yet they find themselves still... Uh, running after the things of this world as if that, you know, they mean a lot. Like, you know, how, how do we reconcile that also as Christians? Uh, because truly the kingdom of, of heaven, it's, it, it's, uh, what should I say? It's, uh, it's worth everything in that. Yeah, we could go on. List, you know, the eternal life. We could talk about mm. eternal peace, you know, uh, spending time with God. But yeah, I, I always, this always, um, Buggles my mind to see how can people not see that you know. So maybe you could talk a bit on that as well. I thought I, I, I had to complicate the matter there because I know that we might have people as well listening who may be uh, uh, in the Christian faith uh, amongst those who say they have found the kingdom of heaven, mm. but yet you you wonder whether they truly understand what you know whether wow. uh, you know yes. the worth of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's a really good question actually because. As a human being, and, and um, looking across you, you, you are definitely flesh and blood. And as flesh and blood human beings, we like to complicate things. Uh-huh. So we tend to, but you know what? This I don't think this so much complicates right, things right. as it sheds a really important light on the subject. Uh-huh. Because the fact is that uh, sometimes people make all kinds of investments that we look at from the outside looking in, and we think, man, that's a wacky investment. That is, yeah. That's out there. Uh-huh. I mean, what was that person thinking? Uh, right. and, uh, and sometimes that's very true. Let me give you an example of that. So uh-huh. um, some years ago, um, just before the second Iraq war uh, there was a gentleman and don't worry I will come back around to all right, question, all right. but there was a gentleman who, who wanted to, to uh, buy one million Iraqi dinars um, for about two thousand dollars US <clears throat> and he was thinking that hey look this one thousand sorry this one million Iraqi dinars that uh, uh, it was worth that before the war uh, it'll take a dip then it will go up and then it will soar and it will be worth a whole lot more in fact he was thinking that when Iraq emerged from war and stabilized uh-huh. that that one million Iraqi dinars would be worth one million US dollars mm-hmm. so he went to his investment uh, uh, guru and he said uh, uh, hey this is what I want to do and, and the guy said are you kidding me yeah. You, you've got to be out of your mind to do that. <laughs> Where do I begin? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, uh, and uh, of course, we would look at that and say, yes, that, that wasn't quite what you would call a shrewd idea when it comes to investment. Mm. Uh, other times, um, you know, we look at something which sounds good. Right. 
but actually it doesn't pass the test of time. Uh-huh. When we talk about the kingdom of heaven, yes. this is an investment that will pass the test of time. That's so right. Let me give you an example of that. Um, back in the late 70s, the early 80s, uh-huh. um, I don't know if you remember those times. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't alive then. <laughs> I was barely alive myself. But uh, but uh, there was a product called AIDS. Right. Yep. And this was a, a diet pill or a diet aid. It was actually a candy, you know, a, a lolly. Okay. Uh, but it acted as an appetite suppressant. Could you imagine? So you take this, you take this, uh, this, this lolly. It's all sweet and oh, nice to the taste and whatever else. But it actually suppresses your appetite. So what a what a wonderful mm. combination for those who want to lose weight. <laughs> Not so good for your teeth. So yeah, if you're a dentist, yeah. cover your ears right about now. Um, but it grew to prominence. It really um, became quite a popular thing for a little while in the late seventies, early eighties. Right. Um, but then, of course, straight on the wings of this uh-huh. came. The AIDS epidemic, HIV AIDS. So you can imagine what happened to that company. Yeah, down the gurgler, right? Right, Yeah, 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 yeah. just like that. Um, And so sometimes even really great ideas. Well, I don't know if it was really great for people's health, Mm. but ideas to make money or to invest and to set oneself up in life don't pass the test of time. Right. And even when they do, we have to think about: will our life itself pass the test? Of time, uh, and uh, and so as as we consider that, <clears throat> compare that to the kingdom of heaven. Right. You, you're asking before. Well, exactly. You know, why is it worthwhile yes. when it doesn't seem uh, always to make sense to those who are yet to enjoy the benefits and the That's blessings right. are so, so abundant and overflowing of knowing God and and having a relationship with the one who loves you most and best that comes with being a part of the kingdom of heaven. Mm. When you don't know what that is like, or as you said yeah. before, when you haven't tasted and seen that it's good. That's right. Then it can look a little. Oh, how how come this person is willing yes. with joy exactly. to give up everything else for the sake of the kingdom of heaven? Mm. But when you have um, when you have invested in the kingdom of heaven yes. and you have a a living relationship that will never end with Jesus, that is worth everything that you have. It is, <clears throat> and this yeah. is this is the key difference: is that um, it's it's not a thing you're investing in. You're investing in a person. And you're yeah. investing in a person who will never let you down. Uh, that makes a, a, a whole lot of difference. Guaranteed. Yeah. will never let yeah. you down. Yeah. Um, and, and so that, yeah, it makes all the difference in the world and beyond. That's right. Uh, and that's, that's why right. the kingdom of heaven is worth everything that you could possibly invest into it. Wow, that's amazing. And thank you, uh, uh, Pastor Hugh. And, um, you know, when we think about the kingdom of heaven, um, I think... Just, just a picture that was coming to my mind too. Uh, when people, uh, uh, let's say, um, happen to be amongst those who uh, claim to have seen or tasted the kingdom of heaven, but yet you, but yet in their actions, in their life, uh, they, they live a life that truly confuses things and, and, and it doesn't appear like they're truly, you know, part of this kingdom. Just a picture that was coming to my mind, and um, uh, forgive me if you are a person who has um, uh, an, an issue with sight. Uh, uh, but you know those people who um, uh, who struggle to see uh, colors. Uh, um, um, for example, if they see uh, green, for example, they mistake it for another color. I forgot what you call that um, um, in, in the scientific term. But I, I, I think of it also that way. In, in that sense, in that there are people who think they have seen, but they haven't really taken time to actually think about what it, what the kingdom of heaven is all about and mm. and really uh, uh, understand the worth of it. And like you were saying also, like 
the one behind the kingdom of heaven. Mm. And that is why I think it's, it's worth taking time to actually, uh, uh, um, uh, think through, uh, just like the gentleman who, uh, 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 went to his family to say, Hey, we're going to sell everything and buy this, this field. He had time, he had taken time to think and process. Mm. All right. This treasure. Well, if I could, if, if I get it, obviously, the, the the return is gonna sur- it's going to surpass everything that I have, mm. and I would say that also to uh, those who might be listening. Once you have tested and seen that the Lord is good, um, well, the, the the kingdom of heaven is going to be worth everything. Hopefully, that kind of I guess adds to uh, what you were saying there. But uh, thank you so much. Now we would like to quickly take a short break uh, and uh, think more. Uh, deeply on the uh, 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 on the kingdom of heaven, and uh, uh, also think more uh, carefully about our investments as well, yes. uh, because you have given us something to think about there. And move from a field yes. and now to a pearl. To because a pearl. Of course, there's another right. parable that we're going to take oh, a look at. Just all now. right. And yes. just before we do that, we're going to come to another uh, short break. And dear friend. I do have this free giveaway now. <laughs> now, I did say that I will announce it, and this is the time. And I'd like to uh, let you know that this is a giveaway which you must have. And uh, But before I tell you what it is, before I give you the code, I'd just like to, <laughs> I'd just like to remind you, you need, the, you need the following number, 0488808811, shortly, soon. I'm going to announce it. But let us come to just a short, a short break. And then after that, I will announce the giveaway. Are you puzzled about where our world is heading? Are you searching for truth? Faith FM would like to invite you to Searching for Certainty, a free eight-part series at Melrose Park Seventh-day Adventist Church, 123 Edward Street, Melrose Park. Running every Friday and Saturday in August at 6pm on Fridays and 3pm on Saturdays, there will be free refreshments and you'll discover trustworthy answers to your big life questions. Remember, that's every Friday at 6pm and every Saturday at 3pm, right throughout August at Melrose Park Seventh-day Adventist Church. To reserve your place, contact Fabiano on 0415 030 590. That's 0415 030 590. In the morning when I rise In the morning In the morning when I rise, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, you can
to die And when I come to die Give me Jesus Give me Jesus Give me Jesus You can have all this world can have all this world You can have all this world But give me Jesus What a beautiful song you can have all this world by give me Jesus. Mm. And that really speaks to what we were uh, just um, uh, uh, discussing about there, Pastor Hugh, in that truly um, the eternal treasure that we are talking about here is Jesus, is, is the, um, mm. uh, the man Jesus. Now, there are people who are probably sitting in, uh, at the edge of their seat <laughs> wanting to know what is the free giveaway of today. <laughs> yes, right. I'd just like to let you know that it is the book, The Prodigal Father by David Marshall. Mm. And uh, if you are interested in this beautiful book, once again, you can actually uh, do the following thing. And that is uh, you will need to send in the following code word. That is SA67. To the number zero four triple eight eight oh eight eleven. The Faith FM giveaway board will reply asking for your details. So once you send in the code word SA as in South Australia abbreviated SA six seven as the code word, you will get um uh we will be able to get your information and then be able to send that to you. This is a book that you must have and uh, it helps us understand uh God and the heart of God and helps us also to learn more about uh this eternal eternal treasure that we are talking about today. So welcome back. This is the Faith FM and this is the Draft Time program, the big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano and Pastor Hugh here in the studio. We are discussing the following topic, Parable of Hidden Treasure and the Pearl of Great Price, under the theme, Radical teaching in the pi- uh, Teachings in the Parable of Christ. And we had just learned a little bit about the, uh, the uh, hidden treasure, but what is this, um, uh, the uh, Pearl of a Great Price mm. that uh, Jesus goes on to talk about here? And how does it relate also to this idea of uh, eternal investment? Yeah, hey, well, talk about a radical teaching, this one. Uh-huh. So so we've just heard about the, the man who hid treasure. Uh, sorry, he found treasure in a field, and then he That's hid right. it again, and then enjoy. He went and bought that field with everything that he had. So that was very much um, uh, providential. It was serendipitous. Yes. It was seemingly by accident, but it was uh, he, he could thank God that he found yes. uh, the treasure that is the kingdom of heaven. Yes. But here we find that um, we, we read on. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like... And then it begins to tell us what it's like. But uh-huh. notice that word again. So these two parables are connected to each other. Right. And Jesus is now making a, a different point on the same theme. He's saying again, okay. the kingdom of heaven is like now a merchant looking for fine pearls. Now notice it's plural. 
That's right. really important here, actually. Yeah, okay. When he found one of great value, he went away and he sold everything he had and bought it. So just like the first guy, he sold everything he had and he bought it. Yes. Uh, but he didn't buy a, um, a piece of dirt that no one could see any value in. <laughs> He bought something that everyone that would look at it would go, wow, That's look right. at that. That is a magnificent pearl. But notice that he wasn't um, – well, this guy's a merchant. Uh, and, and, and I think that Jesus very purposely chose the uh, vocation of this man uh, for, for a certain purpose. It wasn't accidentally that he came across this treasure. Right. He was actually, as a merchant, looking for, searching for a great treasure. Uh, and it wasn't just – Pearl, it was pearls, mm. um, fine pearls. So this was someone who knew what to look for. He had an eye for quality. He had an eye for what was fine. Right. Now, just like any merchant, if there's any merchantmen or merchant women out there uh, this evening, any small business uh, owners or, or or anyone that's in the commercial sector, you will know that when you go looking for something, a, a great product, you're looking for something of value to others, not to yourself. You're looking right. for something of value that has resale value, not for yourself or for sentimental value, but that you can sell on. You're looking for something of value at a, at a lesser price that's easily found, that's easily produced in great numbers to resell. And then, right. hey, you're going to make some great success quite quite uh, likely from that. Uh-huh. Um, and likewise, this merchant is looking for multiple. He's looking for fine pearls. He's not looking for one. He's looking for many of these things of great value to the world. Um, but he knows what he's looking for. He has expertise. He has a trained eye. Now, I guess I want to ask our listeners tonight, do you know what you are looking for in life? Um, do you know uh, or would you know the kingdom of heaven if you saw it? I mean, the key is to be found in this parable. Wonderful. And so this parable will actually give us an eye to see what the all kingdom right. of heaven is really all about and what, what it looks like. Uh-huh. Um, and so... Um, Hey, look, let's think about the journey this guy was on. Yes. When you're looking for fine pearls, uh, you're looking for something which is the rarest and most beautiful of jewels back in ancient times and even to this very day. Yes. Um, and it was its formation and the difficulty of finding it is quite something. It's found in the ocean. It's found in right. freshwater lakes uh, and rivers. Uh, it grows, of course, famously, as many of us know, uh, inside a mussel clam or an oyster shell. It happens over many, many years. Wow. Um, and it all starts with an irritant. You know, <laughs> okay. Maybe some of us have got a little bit of an irritant in our lives at the moment, sort of prodding us and poking us and saying, there's more to life than this. Uh, but it starts with an irritant, maybe a sand, uh, a sand grain or a grain of sand, maybe a parasite, but it causes tissue damage in the mollusk. Right. And so it begins with damaged material. It begins with something which is kind of a little broken. Yes. Um, and... And then from there is secreted calcium carbonate that covers that irritant and it's repeated over many, many years and thus we find a pearl. A pearl is formed. And it's usually only just a few millimeters in diameter. It's quite small in actual fact after all those years of of effort. Right. Uh, And and to find it, you'd have to dive and you'd have to check. And remember, there were no scuba gear uh, back in those days. Yeah, I was was just going to ask. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so they'd have to check each and every individual single clam out there in those waters. And get this, in a three-ton haul, and notice I said ton, not ton. So okay. it's, it's a bigger measure, right? Okay. So in a, in a three-ton haul of clams, you will find on average only three, maybe four perfect pearls. Interesting. So this is a very rare find yeah. uh, to, to come across. Um, and it's all sort of changed these days. There's um, synthetic pearls or cultivated pearls. But still to this day, natural pearls continue to be harvested and they're most highly sought-after jewels on the planet. Um, <clears throat> so what is this pearl of uh-huh. great price, uh-huh. this 
pure, pristinely white, perfectly round, lustrously shiny, and rarest of all jewels that Jesus is speaking about. <clears throat> well, Jesus wow. is actually talking about himself. Oh, amazing. He uh-huh. is the pearl of great price. In Wonderful. him, the Bible tells us, is yes. gathered all the glory of the Father, the fullness mm. of the Godhead. He is the brightness of the Father's glory, the yes. express image of his person. Right. And so the glory of the attributes of God is expressed in his character. Um, there's no defect, there's no stain, uh, there's no flaw. Uh, the Bible says that in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 3 that in Christ are hid, notice that word, uh-huh. hid, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Interesting. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 30 says, He has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and holiness and redemption. And so he is everything that we could ever need, both now and for eternity. He is the wow. pearl of great price. No wonder this merchantman was prepared to say, you know what? I'm going to give up everything that I have yes. in order to purchase this one pearl. All of his fellow merchantmen must have said, he's lost his mind. He's been out in those, uh, those clam-filled waters for far too long yes. looking for fine pearls. He's, he's gone and uh, given it all up just for one. Uh, but he hadn't lost his mind, <clears throat> uh, but he was nonetheless willing to give up everything that he had, which is the exact opposite of what a merchant you would think would do. Right. But he gave up everything he had just for that one pearl. Um, and so this presents us with a conundrum, I think, Fabiana, because uh, if you've been a Christian for any length of time, then you'll know that the Bible says yes. that uh, the wages of sin is death. is death, right? And so that's something we work hard for. But how does it end? The gift, the of, gift God of God is yes. eternal salvation. Through whom? Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Yeah, that's right. So he's actually a free gift. So yes. what's this about buying Jesus? You can't, <laughs> you can't buy me Jesus. In fact, I was, yeah, I was just looking at that uh, first sentence there, which is, again, the kingdom of heaven is like. And I was thinking, mm, how did you get Jesus in this? Whereas mm. he's talking about heaven. But then I thought, wait a minute. Heaven is not heaven without Jesus. So really. Yes. <laughs> so Jesus is the center here. He really is. He really is. Uh, and, and so in the parable, the pearl isn't represented as a gift, however. Um, he buys it at the price of all that he has. So what can it mean then that you know, Jesus is a free gift and yet we need to buy him? Well, yeah. he is a gift, but he's only a gift to those who give themselves. Wow. Mind, body, and spirit, their entire soul to him without reserve. That's we have to give ourselves over to Jesus all that we are, all the talents and capabilities that we possess, they come from him. They belong to him. They are the Lord's uh, to be dedicated and given back to him from whom they came in the first place. We came from wow. him. We're just giving ourselves back to him. And when we give ourselves completely over to Jesus with all the treasures of heaven, he becomes ours. Praise we God. obtain the pearl of great price because he was willing to give himself. Wow, that yeah. is quite amazing. Yeah. Quite a lot to think about. Isn't it? Yeah. Beautiful things. And, and I want to thank those also who have sent in texts. Uh, also thank uh, Suzanne there for uh, tuning in, uh, who says that uh, that she's very thankful for this inspiring message uh, of spiritual investment. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And together with those who are listening. Mm. Can we just add something to that, though? All right. We're yes. short on time, but this is really important uh-huh. because get this, folks. It's not just that Jesus is the pearl of great price. It has a double significance because, you see, the parable of the merchantman seeking godly pearls, it applies not only to us seeking the kingdom of heaven, but to Jesus seeking his lost inheritance. Wow. Jesus coming down from above into the murky, miry waters below of this world and and seeking out 
us. Jesus is the heavenly merchantman mm. seeking goodly pearls, fine pearls, and he saw in us, you know, the with the ugly clam uh, exterior and the slimy oyster inside, he saw in <laughs> us, can you believe this? He saw in us the pearl of price. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, and, and so even though we, we are broken and we are defiled and ruined by sin, he sees in you, he sees in me the possibilities mm. of a new and a beautiful beginning. Praise God. Uh, and, and, and so when God looks upon, upon us, he doesn't see us as vile or as worthless. He sees us as what we might become through redeeming love. He, he collects all the riches of the universe and he lays them down in order uh, to, to uh, with his infinite and unconditional love, to buy us back at great price. We have been bought at a price, the price of his own life wow. that we might live, um, the price of his crucifixion that we might be no longer affixed to sin, mm. but that we might find ourselves within the, the, the loving, uh, tender embrace of our, our merchantman from heaven, Jesus. And so, hey, look, you, you might have an unattractive and hardened outside in terms of uh, the way we've lived or things uh-huh. we've done. You might feel a little slimy on the inside about some of those same things, uh-huh. um, but uh, we may even be full of fatal flaws. Um, you know, irritations that come from being a broken shell of humanity at times. Mm. I don't know what our listeners are going through or feeling uh, about right now, but when uh-huh. Jesus comes in, he begins to cover our sin with the calcium carbonate of heaven. He begins to cover our sin with his perfect, pure life. He is our pearl today. And he is the pearl that covers the slime of our ugly oyster and replaces us with himself as uh, as someone that is much loved uh, and for whom Christ would hold nothing back. So what a wonderful gift that, uh, that, that we find in Jesus. He is our pearl, but guess what? You are his. So, hey, look, question is, why would you put all your eggs in one basket? What a foolish <laughs> investment, but not when the investment is Jesus. Amen. Because he will never let you get down. He did not come down from that cross. He stuck to the cross, and he couldn't be kept down by the grave, and he's coming back again, and he's doing so for you. Mm. That's a rock-solid, guaranteed investment. And uh, I really would in- encourage our listeners <clears throat> to seek out the pearl of price that is Jesus. Amen. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
his wonderful face And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim In the light of his glory